Fred Rogers, known to generations simply as Mr. Rogers, famously said he was always comforted by something his mother would tell him during times of disaster. Look for the helpers. In this episode, we are exploring the behaviors of those who are deemed helpful leaders. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corin, and joining me today is my father and renowned psychometrician, Joe Folkman. Hi, Bri. Boy, it's been a really gloomy few weeks. <sighs> I think in times like this, I've wondered, like, how can we talk about anything else? Why why are people still posting about new dresses or salad recipes when a conflict of this size is going on? And it's just, it feels so heavy and our hearts go out to all the people suffering over there. So I was thinking about what should we say this week? And I remember some research that you published at the beginning of the pandemic about helpful leadership. And I thought that this was the perfect thing to discuss for right now. Well, that's absolutely true. You know, the actions and bravery of the Ukrainian people and their president, Vladimir Zelensky, have inspired us all. With his life threatened and the lives of his countrymen being taken, President Zelensky has, was offered a chance to be extricated by the U.S. so he could continue to govern his country from safety. And he reportedly responded, the fight is here. I need ammunition, not a ride. That is such an awesome response and a true example to us all of helpful leadership. In a recent Harvard Business Review article, these authors talked about the difference between empathy and compassion. I'm going to quote them. They said, quote, it is helpful to consider the two distinct qualities of compassion, understanding what another is feeling and the willingness to act to alleviate suffering for another. And they published this graph measuring a person's willingness to support and understand someone else's experience. And in the lowest area of the graph was pity, or they said feeling sorry for someone. Then it progressed towards sympathy, which is, I feel for you. So I'm not sorry for you. I feel for you. And the next step is empathy, which is, I feel with you. And the last is compassion. And they said that that, that is where I am here to help. So I not only feel, but I want to do something about that. And I'll be sure to link that graph and that uh, amazing article in the episode details. That is a great definition of those terms and how compassion is different. Helping and serving others reinforces the connection people have with their colleagues, but it also increases our sense of well-being and it can lower depression. In my research on resilience, I discovered that leaders who provided service to others and were described as helpful were more resilient. So who are these helpers in the workforce who take their empathy and turn it into compassionate service? I want to know more about them. <laughs> so did I. So I went to my golden database uh, <laughs> of global leaders uh, and 
we created a helpful index. The items included in the index uh, assess not only their interpersonal skills, but also a leader's skill at helping others understand how their work contributes to the vision and direction of the organization, the importance of meeting customer needs, and a leader's ability to give helpful feedback. When we think about behaviors that are essential for leaders, we often focus on driving hard for results, being strategic, champions change, solving problems, or being innovative. Now, the most often, the skills of helping others seem to be useful, but not that essential. So what is the impact of being helpful and how does it influence direct reports perceptions of their manager's effectiveness? You gathered 360 assessments from about 98,000 leaders who were rated by their direct reports on these helping behaviors that we discussed. And it's easy to see those helpful leaders. So those were who were in the top 10%, they're rated as significantly more effective. They were at the 93rd percentile in their effectiveness, these helpful leaders. And those who were classified as unhelpful, who were in the bottom 10th percentile on helpfulness, were actually in the eighth percentile in their overall leadership effectiveness. So if you are not helpful, people don't see you as helpful. It, it does affect their view of, of how effective you are. Well, I looked at those behaviors that were most affected by helpfulness, and I found the six that showed a 40 percentile point difference. That's so big. That's huge. It's a huge difference. Uh, I mean, this seemingly empty offer we say to others, let me know if I can help you. <laughs> I say that all the time. Yeah. Is full of good intentions. But the reality is that we rarely ask for help and often we don't understand how to help. That's why this analysis is useful in pointing people in the direction that will enable them to be more compassionate helpers. Here are six areas where most people want help. Area number one. Help others understand their role. Leaders who are most helpful spent time to help others understand the strategy and their role in implementing the strategy. That's so now, simple and it, it doesn't take a lot of time. Well, and think of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Where are we going? Yeah, <laughs> right? That's true. Here's what you do. The second thing, and this is a little bit like Obi-Wan also, help others understand their purpose. Helpful leaders were significantly more inspiring. They were able to get employees excited and passionate about achieving goals and difficult objectives. Too often, leaders come out and they focus on, here's what's got to be done. Go to work, work hard, work, 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 right? Yeah. Which is important at push. But this is the pull. And this is getting people excited about what they're doing. The third issue is helping others understand the objectives. Helpful leaders are willing to explain things more than once. They spoke directly to their audience. Oftentimes, leaders say to themselves, I told them that. They should understand it. But like teenagers, most people need to hear things more than once. <laughs> yes. The fourth thing is help others become better. Helpful leaders were viewed as being more concerned about the careers and the development of their direct reports. Helpful leaders were more likely to be willing to provide coaching and to act as a mentor. I mean, if you go to work every day and you work hard, that's a job. If you go to work and you work hard and you learn something new, 
that's a career. And that's so much different. And leaders that help people learn new skills, they really make a difference. And boy, if you think about somebody who's helped you develop, you always feel very positive about that person. Absolutely. The fifth area is help others connect and network. Helpful leaders knew how to cultivate positive relationships with their teams and incorporate their work with other departments in the organization. One of the things that we talked about recently was, do you want to be a hero or a guide? Mm. <laughs> and that was one of our, our past podcasts, but it's really interesting how powerful the guide role is. And that's what this is, is guiding others and helping them see where we're going. And the last area, number six, help others achieve great things. Helpful leaders were much more effective at getting their direct reports to make a real effort to achieve difficult goals. Some people are tired. They're, they're worked out. They, they don't want to sort of work too hard. But a leader who can inspire you to do more, who can motivate you to kind of put in that extra effort, they make a real difference. This is a great list of ways that you can help. And, and like you said, we often don't know how to help, and this is the perfect place to start. When high-performing employees are deciding to quit, the cost of replacing and retraining new employees is often five times their salary. And a big point that everyone knows about right now for organizations is retaining that talent that you so desperately need. So this next analysis I thought was really enlightening. Um, in our engagement assessment, you measure those who are thinking about quitting. And approximately 50% of those thinking about quitting actually quit. Now, in a group of about 97,000 managers who are rated on their effectiveness at helping others and the intention of their direct reports to quit, those managers who are rated the lowest on their effectiveness at helping had 49% of their employees who were thinking about quitting. Ah! Now, the helpful leaders who were at the top 10%, they only had 13% who were thinking about quitting. That is a very, very big difference. And people don't want to leave positive environments where there's compassion and helpful and empathetic leaders who help. They don't want to leave those areas. You know, we say it all the time. Let me know if I can help you. And it's so true. The skill of being helpful is not difficult to master. A great deal of the skill comes from a desire to help others, to be of service to others. Most people believe this is a nice skill to possess, but Hopefully, this research reinforces the profound impact of being helpful. <laughs> it's not only nice, it's essential. Yeah. And you can have a you can make a big difference on others and their ability to succeed. Don't just look for the helpers, become a helper. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Korn and Joe Folkman and produced by Singer Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. If you're interested in learning more about Singer Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack Singer and Joe Folkman, visit our website at sangerfolkman.com. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. 
All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on thangerfolkman.com.